0: Which team will Derek Carr play for in 2023? All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. Welcome to the On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. How about you? It's going well. It's, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, the off season is finally here. You know, I, I feel like Matt on on this show we have we have declared it the off season like like five different times already just in the past couple <laughs> months. You know when we're when we're eliminated from the from the playoffs or when the when the NFL regular season ended or you know a few different dates. But now it, it's officially here. Yep, it is the off season. You and I will be at the combine and in, in what? Yeah, just about three weeks. Looking oh, forward to, to that. Always. Yeah, right. Always. Yeah, always good to to meet up with you there. Get some insight on these incoming rookies. Uh, but we've we've got some stuff that's going to be happening before that. And man, I want I want to get this conversation started today with Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. At least for the moment. In fact, by the time you're listening to this. He might have already been cut by the Raiders. That's that's kind of what we found out uh, was going to happen and uh, th- this weekend, actually just before the Super Bowl. And, of course, the background here is obviously uh, the team had benched Carr late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the two sides had kind of said their goodbyes. Carr actually left the team even for those last couple weeks of the regular season. So uh, the, Carr parting ways here is is not a surprise at all. They the, the Raiders did grant him permission to seek a trade, meet with other teams about a potential trade, and he did meet with the Saints uh, last week, I believe it was. Sounds like that meeting went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get the news that Derek Carr was not going to waive his no-trade clause, which he did have as part of his contract. And, and Carr was really... Uh, really, the pl- the one in in the power position here, because if he doesn't waive that no trade clause, he's got an injury guarantee that's going to kick in. Uh, I believe it's actually tomorrow. So, like I said, oh, okay. he's he's getting he's getting cut very soon. He's getting cut today.
1: Yeah, maybe by the time people listen to this, he's already gone. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So let's let's move past Derek Carr of the Raiders and let's try to find out uh, or, or try to decide. I found it
1: interesting about him saying, hey, you really have to cut me. You know, like, he's not doing his old team any favors. He's doing his new team a favor a little bit in that whoever gives him, or whoever gets him, doesn't have to give up a second-round pick. And maybe that's a guard or a wide receiver for him or whatever. And I also think that the ability to negotiate the next contract is key for him, too.
0: Well, he's... Yeah, so he's uh, I mean he was essentially going to choose his team either way whether right, right, it right, right. through waiving that no trade clause or uh, becoming a free agent which is the way it's going to go. Um we would I, I don't know, I would assume the uh the contract he'll get on the on the open market will be less than what he was due um probably uh, by, but by the Raiders but you're right, right. right. Yeah, kind kind of hurting the Raiders a little bit helping whatever new team he lands on uh, as a result. And l- like you said, keeping those picks uh, and maybe even saving them a little bit of money, Matt, let's try to find the team that fits for Derek Carr. I've got a list of uh, of, of about 10 or 11 teams here, and I've got them in some different categories. So I just want to hear from you, which teams stand out. These teams have an obvious need at the quarterback position New Orleans Saints obviously already met with Carr. Uh maybe maybe he even has that kind of worked out uh, I- at least in his own head of how this is going to play. They have interest in him. He becomes a free agent and he goes to New Orleans. That's certainly a possibility. Uh the Atlanta Falcons, I would say, have a need at quarterback. The Giants, obviously that is pending any Daniel Jones decision. If they work out a deal with Jones, if they are planning on franchise tagging him, that would remove them from this list. The New York Jets as well. Of course, they've been rumored uh, to be interested in Aaron Rodgers. And mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, have a have a huge need at the quarterback position. Any of those five teams stand out uh, as, as possible landing spots for Carr.
1: Certainly the Saints. I mean, I think I would pick the Saints to win that division if they signed Carr, and I guess we'll stick in that division. Atlanta's been linked to Lamar quite a bit. Yeah, I, I don't love the Carr fit there. I, I would, I, If I'm them, I want to go big with Lamar or give Ritter a chance. You know what I mean? I don't kind of want to go halfway in between. I do think Daniel Jones will end up as a Giants quarterback. I think Rodgers will end up as a Jets quarterback. But if I'm the Jets... Yes, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. But would I rather have Derek Carr and two first-round picks or Aaron Rodgers? And right. he's also a little cheaper. Tampa, to me, is crazy if they don't blow it up. If they try to run it back with Carr and think that they can recapture their Super Bowl glory, I think they're kind of bonkers.
0: And Tampa uh, also has uh, some some salary cap issues right, for right. sure. They uh, Unless they... Can really really manipulate that cap. They're, they're not affording uh, Derek Carr or really any of these other top quarterbacks. Right. A couple other teams to look at here, and these are, uh, I, I would say, pending needs. Baltimore, uh, you mentioned a possible Lamar Jackson trade. That's kind of been in the news lately as well. And Green Bay, uh, you know, may, maybe they're just ready to hand it to Jordan Love. But if, if they do move Aaron Rodgers, potentially they're looking for a replacement as well. Either of those teams feel like a Derek Carr fit. Baltimore,
1: I think yeah. you could yeah. really look at it and say, let's play defense, let's run the ball, let's draft a receiver and also trade for New Hopkins and have Bateman, a rookie first-rounder, and a guy like Hopkins, and we're going to play a totally different way. You know, I mean, we, we, we had a lot of success with the Lamar style, but... Uh, let's run it back with Carr and be a little more traditional. Maybe with all those extra picks you get for Lamar, you you draft a quarterback as well, or that's next year, or bump it or you know next year's first or whatever. I think Green Bay's love if it's Rodgers. I mean, I think you have to be that that has to be the move.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Four mm-hmm. other teams we should mention as having a need at quarterback: Houston, Indy, Carolina, and Tennessee. Didn't really include those in this conversation because mm-hmm. all four of those teams do have the draft picks uh, that we would at least assume they could find a quarterback, especially Houston and Indy Uh, the second and fourth pick for those teams. Carolina has the nine Tennessee has the 11. If they decide to move on from Ryan Tannehill and honestly, especially those Houston, Indy Carolina, not necessarily ready to contend in 2023. So you think probably not a fit for Derek Carr. So, Matt, those first five we talked about: New Orleans, Atlanta, Giants, Jets, Tampa, plus Baltimore. Call call your shot here. Is it New Orleans? Is it that easy that Carr goes to New Orleans, or do you see another landing spot?
1: That's my shot. And, and what's total coincidence about this is right after the AFC cha- or the championship week on Peacock and Williamson, uh, we did an exercise of guessing all thirty-two teams' uh, starting quarterback. Okay. And I put Carr to the Saints then. That was before he taken a, a trip there, any of those things. So I've liked this fit from the start. So that was my my bet then. So I, like, I feel even stronger about it now.
0: Yeah, one other thing we should mention before we wrap up the Derek Carr uh, conversation. Because he is a veteran uh, of four-plus years being released, uh, he can sign immediately. He does not have to wait until free agency right, begins. Right. So that new league year begins... Basically, in the middle of uh, of March, um, uh, about a month away, he does not have to wait. Derek Carr, if he is released today, if he's released tomorrow before that that uh, that contract clause kicks in, he could sign by the end of the week if if he wants to. So, um, you know, thinking about Baltimore with a, a Lamar Jackson move that would need to be made there. That makes me think maybe maybe a no on them because, mm-hmm. you know, do they I'm sign exactly Carr right now and then figure out Lamar? Uh, that, would, that would be awfully messy. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's just another reason that New Orleans makes the most sense. Matt, we are continuing our rookie series, and uh, it, since it is Valentine's Day, I, I thought talking about the rookie prospect that we love the most would make sense. <laughs> The rookie prospect that everybody loves the most. It's Bijan Robinson. That's who we're talking about today. And we'll do that right after this break.
1: Folks, this show is sponsored by Better Help. And mental mental health is just so important, and taking care of your emotions and everything about your yourself is more than just the physical side of things and go to the doctor and dentist. It should be no different. Of dealing with your mental health and it's just life is so much better whether it's just a series of small problems or they don't seem like much they start to compound on you uh, or you're going through major crises uh, and better help is perfect for all that you know when when you're at your best you can do great things but sometimes life just gets you bogged down and you feel overwhelmed or you're not showing up the way you want to or you're not quite as good as your job or as a parent or whatever as you think you can be uh, working with a therapist can help get you closer to the best version of yourself. So because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. So I've certainly found that true in my life. And sometimes you don't even realize, boy, I'm not at my best, but I could be. And may- maybe somebody else helping you, you know, puts that into perspective for you. So if, if you're giving, if you thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a, Phenomenal option And I think that's something you absolutely should look into It's very convenient uh, It's all online, super affordable Flexible with your schedule and hours you, you have to fill out a brief questionnaire That's real easy to do And get matched with a licensed therapist And if you're don't, if you not comfortable with that therapist You can switch therapists at any time For no additional charge It's not a problem at all um, But if you want to live a more empowered life Therapy can get you there Visit betterhelp.com Slash Locked on today for ten percent off your first month. That's help better h e l p dot com slash locked on.
0: All right, Matt. Let's get this Bijan Robinson conversation started, and this is this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a, a glowing report. We're excited. Uh, we're excited for Bijan to get into the league, and I know you all are as well. Of course, Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, 6 feet tall, 220 pounds, 21 years old, just turned 21, actually. So uh, he'll enter the league at, at that perfect age, not a not an older prospect that might ding the value, just right w- right where we want to see him. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school in Arizona. He was the RB1 in his recruiting class. So he's, he's really been the guy, uh, all along. He's pretty uh, easy he did, to give an evaluation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very easy. Yeah. Over, over 7,000 rushing yards in, in high school, Matt. And, wow. and, uh, you know, I know high school numbers look, look crazy. Sometimes we look back at, at Derrick Henry's numbers and things like that, but, 7,000 just, is just wild. Yeah, it's hard uh, to imagine, right. Robinson did consider Michigan, UCLA, and Ohio State before committing to Texas. Played three seasons for the Longhorns, and we really knew right away uh, with with mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson. And as I said, he was he came in as the RB one in the class, so he was a player that if you're in Devi leagues, you were looking at him from from day one. Really, uh, looking at his freshman year pro, uh, production over 700 rushing yards, just under 200 receiving yards. So he's been a receiving threat uh, throughout his. College career as well. Sophomore year, over 1,100 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, just under 300 receiving yards, and four more scores. And finally, as a junior, over 1,500 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns. uh, Caught 19 balls for over 300 yards and a couple more scores. He was the 2022 Doak Walker Award winner as the best running back in the nation and also a 2022 unanimous. All American, Matt. Tell us what you've seen from Bijan Robinson.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think people compare him to Saquon Barkley a lot, just because it's hard to find weaknesses in their game. I think Barkley was probably faster, but Barkley also had a bit of a habit of, since he's always been the best player on the field, that he would bump things to the outside, you know, more than he should, as opposed Mm -hmm. to taking what's given. And Barkley still has some of those issues. Um, He's phenomenal, though. I mean, Robinson is powerful. He sees the field really well. I love his burst when he decides to go. I mean, again, he might not have great long speed, but neither did Lev Bell. I mean, he ripped off a bunch of 15, 25-yard runs. You know, maybe don't hit the 80-yarder all that often. Um, He's... Rare. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him in that it's hard to find true weaknesses with a guy.
0: Yeah, we were talking before we, we started recording here and thought yeah. uh, this might be one of our shorter, shortest episodes yet. There's, It just feels like there's not much left to say when it comes to B. John Robinson. We will talk some, some dynasty value. We'll talk about some possible landing spots. Of course, those things will ultimately impact uh how we feel about him as a dynasty asset but the strengths the list of strengths is is really uh a, a long one you know he's got yeah. that he's got the size speed power he's got all of that as i mentioned with some of those numbers he has already shown that he can be a a a, a quality receiver out of the backfield we so often we see these uh these big power backs and they can't catch the ball. You know that was kind of the conversation we had with a guy like Kenneth Walker last year, and we've we've done it with Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry and and guys like that. That's not what Robinson is. He can catch the ball. He can uh, be a threat in the receiving game as well. I mean, vision and feet and um, you know ability to to cut and find those oh, yeah. those holes in the uh, in the defense really can do it all. Can break tackles.
1: Real quick on breaking tackles, I just saw this from Pro Football Focus. You know they chart those things. He said, yeah. you know their 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 initial guide came out, so I just cl- pulled him up real quick and he said, or the Pro Football Focus said, uh, Robinson forced 104 missed tackles this season, breaking David Montgomery's college record, and okay. his 39 percent force miss tackle rate is tied with Javante Williams. And uh, you noticed with Montgomery and Williams tackle breakers. Usually translate very quickly to the NFL, like even Pierce with the Texans, or you know, those guys come in and have an impact right away.
0: That's a great point, yeah, and and, and a, a very good stat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you've watched even just one uh, Texas game or game of Bijan Robinson, you you can see that tackle breaking ability. But yeah. uh, I didn't realize he had broken that record, so obviously uh, very impressive. Matt, we've talked about this with some other players. It just feels like when you when you look at that list of weaknesses, if you're checking out PFF or or any of the dra- the uh, the great draft guides that are out there, if that first weakness that that is listed is does not have elite speed, right? We're just right, we're just right, trying right. to find something to say about about a player and no, Bijan Robinson. No, he's not slow. Yeah, he does not <laughs> have, have elite speed. He doesn't have chris johnson speed that's he doesn't That's that's fine but uh if if that's the biggest weakness we can find that's going to be another feather in the cap for Bijan robinson um i did i i saw someone suggest that they thought he he played too high you know ran too upright i haven't noticed that myself what do you think about that one
1: yeah i've seen a little bit of it but I don't care. see here here's how I look at that is like remember Eric Dickerson how high he <laughs> ran like the yeah, tracks are yeah. but whenever contact came he got his pads down for it mm. and that's what I see with Bijan is okay you, you know what i mean like it, it, it's it's not sometimes the guys run too high they take shots but his vision's so good he knows when it's coming he gets his, his pads down he sinks his hips and generates contact or generates power that way
0: yeah, good point. Yeah, Matt. When we come back, we'll talk about dynasty value of Bijan Robinson and some possible landing spots in the NFL draft.
1: Guys, we told you about Bill Bar a bunch, and if you're looking for a fantastic treat but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to go try Bill Bar. Um, I, I know a lot of people, you know, after the holidays, after the New Year, want to get healthier. Um, that's what I'm trying to do as well. Eat healthier. Don't try to compromise taste. And you've got to try built. You know, built is a- actually healthy and tasty. That's a rare combination, as you know. So they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution or if it's just, you know, your health kick anyways. Um, my wife's had them. She loves them. She's kind of a, a chocolate snob and is like, these aren't that waxy chocolate. It's 100% real chocolate. Uh, they come in some great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond not exactly sure how Built does it, but it kind of tastes It tastes a lot like a candy bar while maintaining phenomenal macros. Uh, that's even better as they're really healthy. I mean, 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 13, or 17 grams of protein. They fill you up quick as well. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. I mean, usually you had to go to Bilt.com to get your Bilt bars. But now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. So just head to the, the nearest Walmart Walk in that pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're near a Sam's Club, get a 13 bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter, or choro. Yeah, you can thank me later.
0: All right, we're back. We're talking Bijan Robinson today and his uh, rookie profile as we continue this series. We talked about a couple of wide receivers so far. Uh, Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston. So we had to, had to move to the running back position. And and of course, starting at the top there, Matt, let's talk dynasty value. And again, this is kind of a boring conversation. You look at DLF rookie rankings. He's number one overall. Uh, he's number one overall, even in those super flex rankings, uh, despite the, uh, the, the solid quarterback class that, uh, we expect this, uh, this season, Mm -hmm he's going to be that he's going to be the 101 in in rookie ADP as well. We talked last week about that early rookie ADP that had been shared. He's the guy even though that's also in the super flex format. So I think what what really becomes the interesting conversation with Robinson is where do we rank him overall? Let's let's get out of the rookie ranks for a second. Okay. Uh, starting later this week we will be collecting february adp dynasty startup adp as we do every month uh, but February is my favorite month because that's when we get those new <laughs> rookies in so Bijan robinson and, and Quentin Johnston and, and Jordan Addison and all the other players that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks will be in that adp now we've talked about it on here others have have talked about it and it's almost becoming the assumption now that Bijan robinson will be the RB1 in Dynasty ADP really almost immediately. So I'm I'm looking at January ADP right now. We've got Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at the top. I, I don't think Bijan overtakes either of those. Would you agree no. with that?
1: I agree with I, that. Yes.
0: I hope not. I hope not. Um for reference, Jonathan Taylor in in last month's ADP was the RB1 and he was 5th overall uh with with of course the two receivers plus AJ Brown and C D Lamb uh ahead of him. So do you do you expect mm. Bijan to be the R B one in yes. February's ADP? And how highly is he is he the three behind the two superstar receivers? Uh or, or maybe to Brown Lamb Waddle, Brees Hall, Saint Brown, who who, yeah. who who jumps ahead of him or who, who is ahead of him?
1: Well, he's my RB1 now for nine dynasty, as well. and partially, really for two reasons. First of all, I've done more homework on him and more draft homework, and he's a better receiver than I thought. I knew he was a good receiver, but he's even better than I thought. He can, you know, I mentioned Lev Bell. I mean, he's a big back that can run wide receiver routes. David Johnson in his prime. I mean, that's hard to find with his size to run Receiver routes. Yeah. And I know we're going to do get to some of these mocks, but I actually ran my own mock and I had him landing in Buffalo. Mm. And just every time I look at the draft order, almost any of the spots that he could land are really, really good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's not Houston or, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with you. I think he'll be the RB1 in our ADP. Uh, we see rookie hype take over. Uh, you know, every year really. And, and it, mm-hmm. it's kind of, kind of been the opposite this year. We talked about that a little bit last week that people are are cooling on the class here in the early part of the off season. I think he ends up with an ADP of of, of three. I think three, it's going to be yeah. Jefferson and chase. And then I think we're going to see Bijan in that three spot, which will be by far the highest ADP for a, a rookie running back this early in the process. So uh, no surprise to see that he's, um, Breaking records, setting new standards already in in the dynasty space. Let's talk about some of those. Real quick, I would trade C.D.
1: Lamb for him right now. I don't know about A.J. Brown. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: fair. That's fair. Uh, Some possible landing spots. And you look at the mock drafts, and for the most part, as as elite of a prospect as as he is, for the most part, he is being projected uh, to be a a late first-round pick and – uh, you know, that's probably more about the running back value overall, not necessarily an, an indictment on Robinson as a prospect. But I mean, you even, you know, you watch the Super Bowl and see late round pick Isaiah Pacheco, you know, play playing as well as he did. And you just think, why, why do you spend a top 10 pick on a running back? You know, you, you probably wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think he'll be a top ten pick. I don't think he'll be honestly, I don't think he'll be a top twenty pick. I think he goes in the Not bottom right. the bottom third of the draft and uh that, that could be a ult- <laughs> that could be ultimately really good news. You look from the uh from the bottom up, of course you have the Chiefs at thirty two, uh Philly at thirty one, New Orleans at thirty, Cincy at twenty nine, Buffalo twenty eight, Dallas twenty seven, and look at some of the recent NFL mock drafts. Mel Kuyper projects B. John Robinson to go 26 overall to Dallas. Um, Makes some sense. Matt Miller. What's that? Makes some sense. You know, If Pollard yeah, we, leaves. we have heard some reports that Dallas will uh, franchise, is yeah. planning to keep Zeke and franchise tag uh, Tony Pollard. I think that Kuyper's mock like, came out yeah. before that report, so uh, I, I would assume that probably changes that. Matt Miller of ESPN had he was the highest on Bijan Robinson. Uh, remember last week he was also the highest on Jordan Addison. Uh, Miller has uh, Bijan going off ten overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, Miles Sanders is a free agent, as is. Boston Scott, uh, so that's a potential need. But even with the tenth overall pick, you're talking about the Eagles uh, got that pick via trade with the Saints. Um, Dane Brugler also projects the Eagles to draft Bijan Robinson, but that's with the thirtieth uh, pick of the NFL draft. So they're their second first rounder. The other three guys I want to look at here: Daniel Jeremiah, Lance Zerline and Danny Kelly, our friend from The Ringer, along with you, you just told us, Matt, yeah. all project, all four of you, Jeremiah, Zerline, Kelly, and you, project Bijan John Robinson to be drafted 27th overall to the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, Devin Singletary, a free agent, what a landing spot that oh, would be. Oh, man.
1: And my thought process of it was Buffalo Needs to realize, not only do they have a need there, but they need to get away from these smaller backs and realize the area of the country they're in. And their goals are to win Super Bowls. You know, they're going to be playing meaningful games late in the year in bad weather. And to count on the Singletaries and Allen as your primary ball carrier just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I said after they lost in the playoffs that they need Jerome Bettis and Vince Wilfork. You know, they're built for, yeah. they're not built for their town.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um they don't they don't really throw the ball to their running backs. We made a big deal. This was a big narrative last off season and, and we talked about it many, many times. They tried to get JD McKissick, they tried to get Christian McCaffrey, they ultimately drafted James Cook, who was viewed as one of the best pass catchers in the uh the the rookie class last year, but they still didn't throw even to no. Cook uh very often. And that's kind of what we see with those uh, those quarterbacks who like the like to run the ball. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a very slight concern if uh, if Bijan goes to Buffalo, or honestly, if he were to go to Philadelphia, as a couple of the Good point. Uh, yeah. experts here projected. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, one of the best running quarterbacks in in the league as well. So both Allen and Hurts' uh, rushing ability uh, could could ultimately hurt Bijan Robinson. I don't think it would be a major ding. I don't think it would push him out of that dynasty RB1 spot. Certainly wouldn't push him out of the rookie 101 spot uh, by any means, but it would be at least something to to think about in in the profile.
1: Yeah, that's that's a legit concern, I guess. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's a couple other teams. I mean, I was sitting here thinking – the saints or the Vikings or a team like that, that's running backs getting up in age, but that's probably at least a year away. Um, could somebody, he's the type of dude that somebody could even trade up in, from the second round into the first, you know, that we're not mm, putting yeah. two and two together. Um, what if he ended up in Atlanta or, you know, who knows a, a heavy run team or that would lean on him. But that's a great point about the Eagles and bills. His reception totals would probably suffer a little I also saw someone mock them to the Ravens. Uh, it Depends what kind of offense they're running, but they don't throw the backs either. Yeah. As currently well, there, constructed.
0: I mean, there's so many teams, including some of the ones I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. New Orleans, Cincinnati, Dallas, uh, Giants, they, uh, Minnesota at 24 overall. Uh, they all have decisions to make at the running back position a lot of those a lot of the players on those teams including some of those 2017 rookies kamara Mixon, cook uh, those guys have been rumored as possible cap cuts
1: yeah um, right
0: so if if that happens uh then Mixon have
1: gotten a little trouble too you know yeah
0: right if that right. happens then those teams obviously would become more likely to uh to scoop up bijan robinson
1: and they're all good spots too
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Right. right. For sure. All right. Lots of good stuff about B. John Robinson, but that is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty, follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC 23. We'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty.